As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This ride is just insane! We're going to go 165 feet in the air. We're going to drop down 180 feet like an 85 degree angle. You ready? I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I had that last week, actually. Coast in the Country with Marcus Lashock. From WGN TV Studios in Chicago. This is Coast in the Country. My name is Marcus Lashock. Welcome into episode five of the podcast. If you're new, we run down everything that's happening in the theme park world, tell you about all the great places you can travel to across the country and just have some good old-fashioned family fun. And you know what? This week is extra fun because we are heading down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Something happens to me every time I drive south of the Illinois border, Indiana border, I just start talking like this. Probably offend a whole bunch of people. But I love it down there, man. Eastern Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, home to one of my favorite theme parks. We're talking Dollywood. And the the biggest guest this podcast will ever see. I'm just saying right now, I will never get a bigger guest on this show. If you're a guest out there listening to this saying, I'm bigger, I'm, I'm more than welcome to see and have you on, but I'm talking about Dolly Parton, country music superstar, actress, theme park owner. She is the Dolly in Dollywood, and she sat down with me. I still can't believe it. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to have that for you in just a bit, my full interview with her. But first, I want to tell you about Dollywood. If you've never been to Dollywood, it's a theme park in Pigeon Forge right in the Smoky Mountains. In eastern Tennessee, as I said, they've got some world-class shows there. I tweeted out, if you follow me on Twitter, at Marcus Lashock, I tweeted out a picture. They have they have a great app there that shows the ride times of all the coasters and attractions there. And I tweeted out a picture of the ride times. When I was there, it was a Friday, beautiful day, beautiful evening. And the ride times were like five minutes, ten minutes. Because people go there, they go to eat, they go to shows. So quite often, the rides don't have a lot of lines because so many people go there for the shows. Um, but besides all that, it is home to some of the most unique roller coasters in the world. One of my favorite roller coasters is there. It's called Lightning Rod. It's a Rocky Mountain construction wooden roller coaster. I've covered it on WGN. You may have seen it there if uh, you watch me on the WGN Morning News. This is the world's fastest wooden roller coaster. 
it uh, launches you up the hill, which is really unique about this ride. I mentioned all these rides are unique, but you launch uphill at about 45, 40 miles an hour or so on this thing before hitting a top speed of 73 miles an hour. It's incredible. Um, it really is an awesome ride. But last month, uh, this month, I should say, May, they opened the biggest expansion in Dollywood history. It's a six-acre land they call Wildwood Grove. It's all geared toward families hanging out together. They've got 11 new attractions in Wildwood Grove. Again, it's, it's all geared toward families. A lot of a lot of stuff for young kids to do there. And uh, But like the rest of everything Dollywood, this is all themed around Dolly's story. So a little bit about her story. She's one of 12 children. They didn't grow up with a lot of money, uh, but they had parents that just poured themselves into the kids. And all of Dollywood is themed around this idea. Families coming together, making memories together. It's really just positive messaging all over the park. And Dolly herself caught the music bug at a young age. She dreamed of leaving the Smoky Mountains, making it big. She says she always knew that she was going to be a star. She knew. But when she left and she did make it big, she knew that she wanted to come back and uh, do something for the area where she grew up. And that's what she has ended up doing. So she comes back to Dollywood pretty much every year to kick off the season. She was gracious enough to spend a few minutes with me to talk about everything Wildwood Grove. I talked to her about why in the heck did she get involved with the theme park business in the first place? Think about it. You're you're this kid. You get out of your hometown. You go to Hollywood. You're making it. You're a huge superstar. And you're like, you know, I think I want to get in the theme park business. And there were people, and we didn't talk about this in the interview, but I've heard these stories. There were quite a few people who told her that you should not do this. Accountants and other people said, I don't know why you're doing this. And thankfully, she didn't listen. And that's the one thing I I got from talking to her, and you're going to hear this interview in a second, but she's real sharp, and she knows this business. So if you think Dolly is just some face on some other company that other people are running... Everybody at Dollywood who works there assures me that's not the case. And I can tell you from spending a little bit of time with her, I can tell that too. Here's my full conversation with her. I I also tried to tempt her into riding a certain attraction with me. Here's our conversation. So the one thing I've been thinking about uh, when I drove down here, it's about an eight and a half hour drive. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking a lot about your story and I, I keep coming back to you're this girl grew up in the Smoky Mountains. You're born with in this cabin. You know, not a lot of money growing up. You go, you make it big, and then you decide you're going to come back home and you're going to get into the theme park business. <laughs> and I keep coming back to that. Why, what was it about theme parks that you said, I want to be involved with a theme park? Well, I used to, when we were kids, uh, even, even where at Dollywood now, it used to be a little park called Rebel Railroad first. It was just a tiny little, junky little local place. Then it was Silver Dollar, then it was a Gold Rebel Railroad, yeah. And then uh, it was Silver Dollar City. But I always, anytime we ever got a chance to even go to the county fair as little country kids, I just loved that whole feeling of that. And so after I started to see that I was going to make it, I thought, well, if I ever do make it big, I would love to go back home and build like a park to just to provide recreation and fun for families, but 
jobs for the people in this area. And of course, as you know, being a travel person, you know that the Great Smoky Mountains is the most visited national park in the United States. And a lot of people are so shocked to hear that. But I just knew it would be a good business idea too. You know, it would be, you know, where you get a lot of spill off and the people coming back and forth to the Smokies. And then the fact that we've just done so many great things through the park, but the idea was just to have fun and to have a place for families to go that they felt safe and happy and could be together as a family. And not, it's not just a roller coaster. It's not just, it's a theme park. It really covers the music, the food, and the stories, the, you know, as you well know by now. And a lot of people think it's just a, a park, an amusement park. Right. But it does have all the amusement, but it's got but it's a lot of stuff. because you go to other places and there's different, you're the theme. I mean, you're yeah. That's the theme. Of yeah, the park. that's true. I'm the theme of the theme park. Looking at this, I'm walking through Wildwood Grove today, and I'm thinking about you. And what is your role in the park now? So obviously your name's on it, but as they're developing this stuff, like how how hands-on do you get with something like Wildwood Grove? We are very. I'm very involved in all of it. They, we are all involved, and we have a couple of dream meetings every year. They call me the dreamer-in-chief, of course, but I don't want my name just on something. I have to know that it's right, something I can be proud of, and something, you know, we try hard, because we got, I'm very fortunate to be blessed with having great partners that know the theme park business. The Hershen family were doing business in this field long before I came along, so I've, I'm very blessed, and they are people with Christian values. They're people, you know, that with good morals and principles, and it's important to them to, you know, to have something that everybody can be proud of. But I, we have our dream teams, as we call it. We sit around the, you know, the table a couple times a year, and we think about what would be good to do, and we throw ideas out, and we think, oh, that's a great idea. And then we try to always connect it somehow to me, just like the Wildwood Grove being the mountain girl growing up with the frogs and the dragonflies and the butterflies and the, you know, all the stuff that's there. And you, you try to make that a theme so people stay connected to me. As you said, I am the theme. You are the theme. Uh, last, I'm the a last, theme, yay! I was at the event last night and I was watching you sing, you know, Coat of Money Colors, standing under this amazing tree. Uh -huh. This four-year project of this coming together. And you sort of have that moment, you think about that little girl dreaming about you know, being in the Smoky Mountains, dreaming, and then here you are, however many years later, standing under this technical marvel. <laughs> and do you ever get, mo do you ever have moments like that still in your life? I know you're so busy and you've been on every stage in the world. You've been in front of gigantic audiences, but do you still have moments where you're like, wow, I can't believe I this do. is actually happening? I do. In fact, it is a, it's an amazing feeling every now and then you know, when something great happens, like, like seeing that and the park, and every now and then I'll stand back and just to think how overwhelming and how amazing that feeling is of really seeing these dreams come true. To have a dream is one thing. And even, like I say, even when we're planning to see it on paper is another. But when you see it all together, or just my whole life in general, to, you know, when I look back and think, wow, this is amazing, you know? How, it's, do, you, do, you, how do you do that, though? I mean, I have that too a little bit and nowhere I'm near your level, but I grew up in Chicago. So I work at WGN-TV now, which is like a Chicago institution. I remember the first time I walked in there, I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. Uh -huh. I grew up watching this, I can't believe I'm here. But now I have days where I go in and it's like, oh, another day at work. Yeah, but well, you I go through that. You have to remind yourself, right, of, of where you are 
And so how do you how do you do that? How do you stay? Well, I stay anchored because I'm just so I feel so blessed. You know, I grew up in that uh, humble beginnings, you know, in the church and believing that, you know, through God, all these things are possible. So I never take the credit for myself. I always just want to do my part. I want to work. I want to have the freedom to work. I want God to give me the, the ability to do it and the strength to do it and the wisdom to go along with it. But I want to be able to like turn it over you know, I don't have to feel so responsible myself. It's like, well, take it, Lord, handle it, handle it, you know, when it gets fast, you know, where I can deal with. But because I am so grateful for it, I just turn it, I just give it all back. Just like how you have your children blessed and baptized. It's like, it's yours now, Lord. I'm going to do my part, and you've seen to it. So I just kind of feel like I'm just a, a player in a bigger plan, and I'm just happy that I... I get to do this and that I can be the spokesperson and to be the dreamer and to see all these great things happen that really benefit so many other people. It's not just about what I can do as a business person or the money that we make, because it's a great job, of course, and a good paying job, but we do so many great things through here, as you know, through the Dollywood Foundation, like our Imagination Library, where we do so many things. We have our scholarships funds. We have our all these wonderful things we do. So I just feel like I'm just a part of a bigger plan, and I'm just being happy to do my part. What do you want to see Dollywood become? I mean, obviously, it is three-plus million people coming in here, but do you have more of a vision for it in the future? Something like, man, I really wish that we could, I really hope that we can do this. Well, we have the land, you know, we buy up all the time as much stuff as we can around the area anytime that we can, because we never really know, kind of life dictates itself, and and the people that come here kind of dictate what they want. Just like now, we've spent $37 million on this Wildwood Grove, over six acres of land, because we needed the space on the park, because on really, really busy days when we have like 25 30 million, I mean, a thousand people on holidays, you know, they can't hardly move around. When you're talking about 25,000 people all in a huddle, it's like you have those meetings, you think, you know, we need to do something about this, so how can we creatively do this? So then necessity kind of brings on a lot of your creativity. So, but you never know what you're going to do. And, and I know, for instance, now what I was going to say, our resort, which I had wanted from day one. I've always wanted a resort, but it never turned out because timing's everything. And then when we opened this up three years ago, it just came right out of the chute, stays booked all the time. And so now we're starting a new resort. So we're going to be building more resorts, so we know that there's a need for that. And through those resorts, then you can have seminars, you can have uh, all sorts of things, whether they're... And we have already gospel music, we have the bluegrass music, we have all these festivals, so you never really know what you're going to do. I, I would love someday to have a festival, the Dolly Fest, where we have enough land where we maybe can do our own music festivals here at the park, that sort of thing. Um, one more thing. What would it take, you and me, lightning rod, right now? As handsome. mile an hour up the hill, 73 miles an hour, <laughs> the quad down. You have not experienced the quad down on lightning rod. Well, it's just, I can't walk out of here knowing that. We got to do it. Well, like I said, as handsome as you are, and as tempting as that is, I'm not getting on the rides. <laughs> I might ride that slow bear price. around the park. You up for riding a brown bear with big painted eyeballs on it? <laughs>
Uh, uh, there is. Oh, is no, no. A million books for the, <laughs> no. for the library. I ain't doing it. it. You go ride it. I'll build them. You ride them. Yeah, so she doesn't ride the rides, but I had to try, right? I had to give it my best effort. I thought the quad down would seal the deal because who who doesn't see the quad down and say, I want to get on that and try that out? But uh, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> but she was awesome. And uh, I want to thank her for, she's so busy. Um, that's the other thing about her is when she goes there, she is doing something at almost every minute of the day there at Dollywood. So for her to even take 10 minutes out of her day to spend with me was Uh, a real privilege and i'm very thankful for her and for everybody at dollywood who made that happen and i I just she mentioned very briefly in there about the imagination library this is a program that she started along with her foundation where they give books to children and the idea is to get children excited about reading right and they have given out 100 million books a hundred million books which is just so cool And when the wildfires were hitting the Gatlinburg area, the foundation was really big about uh, providing assistance to people in that area. And they provided tons of money and support to people who needed it there. And one other thing, too, I was staying at the uh, Dollywood Dreamore Resort. She mentioned the resort and wanting to do another resort. And uh, it is a beautiful resort. But one of the things when I was leaving that morning, that weekend, her van was there. And uh, she was coming to the resort, coming into the resort to meet with Make-A-Wish families, which she doesn't have to do. And I'm told she does it almost every time she comes in town. And you have kids who have terminal illnesses, adults, too, who are very sick. And she takes time out of her day to meet with them. And this is not publicized. This is not there's not a ton of there's no media there there's no cameras she's just doing it to um brighten the day of people who are going through a really rough spot so again that kind of stuff when you when you see that it it tells you a lot about a person's character you know it's it's again she's not doing this for all the attention and what she says in there she's very strong in her faith and she believes that you know she was she's here for this reason and bringing that joy to people in that spot is uh, something she loves to do. So I thought that was a really nice thing. I'm not sure if I was supposed to share that or not, but uh, she does it. And I thought that was just says something about her as, as a person. So again, big thanks to her and big thanks to everybody at Dollywood for making that happen. Um, we have so much Wildwood Grove content on the website, wgntv.com slash coastin. I put together a review of the new roller coaster they built for it. This area, it's called Dragonflyer. It's a Vacoma suspended coaster. You hang under the track. That's what that mean when I, that's what that means when I say suspended coaster. And it's actually pretty quick. It's not the biggest coaster in the world, for sure. Not the fastest, but it's got some great turns. And uh, you only have to be about 39 inches tall to ride it. So no doubt it's going to be very popular with families. A great entry coaster for kids who are getting past that, uh, you know, the little baby rides and not quite ready for the big lightning rods of the world, the wild eagles of the world. And uh, they can use, go on this ride. They also have another ride there. It's a double launched family coaster called Fire Chaser Express, which is great. So they've really cornered the market in family rides now, I think with this edition, it's great. So you can see that video, my review of this coaster on my YouTube channel, youtube.com. Just 
YouTube.com, obviously. It's where you go for YouTube. But just search Marcus Lashock. My channel comes up. You should subscribe to me, too, and check that out. And also WGNTV.com slash Kosin. It'll be posted there. But I, this is not the end of this. I've got a few more guests to talk to. Craig Ross is the president of Dollywood. Uh, I was able to talk to him for a few minutes. We talked about what they're aiming for with this expansion. And they've got a ton of space left here past this expansion. I was shocked when I walked in. I thought Wildwood Grove would take up much of that. They cleared out a lot of land, and there's still plenty to work with. Here's some of our conversation. I've been here with my kids. My kids are eight and six now, and I said last time I was here that you really could use something like this, like these rides dedicated to really those younger families. That's exactly right. Everything that we selected, uh, the 11 different attractions, all are very accommodating to younger kids as well as even grandparents. They're all things that uh, folks can enjoy together. Um, the park offers a wide array, as you know, of rides and attractions. Our live show program is incredible. But we put a lot of thought into this, not just from a family experiential standpoint, but also just to make it very comfortable and enjoyable. So we concentrated on uh, lots of seating, lots of shade. There's multiple places throughout the area to go in and cool off. Uh, it's the largest restaurant that we have on park that we've introduced at the front. Uh, seats over 600 people, have a huge indoor uh, play structure, uh, play area, climate controlled. Uh, so just really have been very thoughtful uh, from a guest standpoint. And then the last thing would be, we really played up the evening. Um, you know, folks just, when it gets to be real hot during the summer, the evenings are much more enjoyable. So we, uh, incredible lighting package. And then, of course, the wildwood uh, tree that comes to life in the evening. This is for four years in the making, right? Like, Absolutely. just how much work yeah. goes into making something like this happen. It's not just, oh, let's just have the road go over here in a couple of buildings, maybe a few rides. I can imagine just all the different drafts and then talking to Dolly about what she thinks and everything, getting all these minds on the same page. It's got to be a just tremendous undertaking. It's a very uh, pulpy process. You know, we have a lot of very creative people that are involved. We're being very thoughtful, too, about how it all operates. Um, but it does. It starts, it starts uh, in the very beginning. The first thing we had to figure out was where to, where to develop and expand the park. Mm -hmm. So we're in a hilly, beautiful, you're in the Great Smoky Mountains, and the, the, the terrain and all is uh, hilly. And so we had to figure out where to put it. And there's just an awful lot of work that just goes into the earthwork to create the space. Um, and then we go to work on what do we want the guest experience to be, how are we going to populate the area with the rides and experiences, and then what is it we're going to do to tell the story and make it really rich. So, uh, you know, just the landscaping, the landscaping effort alone, a uh, million dollars worth of landscaping. It came into an all-new area just to make it look rich and you know, like it's been here for a while. And so you uh, mentioned that big expansion a few years ago where you pledged, how, I can't remember, what was 10 years? Was yeah, it? we pledged uh, that over 10 years' time, we would invest $300 million into Dollywood. And in that 10 years' time, that would be more money than we'd spent since Dollywood's inception. Where are you with that 25. right now? We're ahead of schedule, actually. This is our sixth year, and we're well beyond the two-thirds point on that. And with the plans that we have for the next two or three, by the time we get to the end of that 10-year period, we'll have surpassed the $300 million investment. But, you know, we, uh, uh, of course, Dolly's the inspiration in all of this, but it really our heart, our heart is to provide uh, time for families to really connect and enjoy time together. And our guests are telling us that they really appreciate it, you know, that about us. And so we're seeing more guests visit from uh, further out distance markets in Chicago included, just an incredible number of folks that are uh, visiting our area. And, uh, you know, we're worth it. 
We're really worth it. This is one of the most beautiful places in the world, and the park is uh, really a special experience. One more thing. When we were walking in here through the back, you mentioned the next couple of years. There's a lot of space out there that's cleared out yeah. back there and i'm walking through just thinking wow there's whoa there's a lot more space behind this wildwood grove that's really back there that wow you could really fit some really interesting stuff back in this area that's right and we do have we do we're constantly working on those plans and these days and times you know it really takes a little while for things to come uh -huh. together you need to be thoughtful about what you're doing so we got into early stages we said hey we just need to probably create more space than just this one area. So we have incredible amount of space for future development. Do you get annoyed with enthusiasts like me who are always asking what's next? No. And like, all right, this is great, this is here, but what's going over there no, next? I love, <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. You know, I've been in this business for 40 years and, and I love it and it's, I call it, you get bit by the bug. And yeah. uh, the enthusiasts get big, bit by the bug, we get bit by the bug. So we're just very appreciative for your loyalty and your interest in what we have going on. So nice. thank you for that. Thank you for your time. I My really pleasure. appreciate thank it. I know you're busy, man. So yeah, there's a ton of space cleared out past Wildwood Grove where they could fit a pretty major attraction if they wanted to put something in there. Obviously, they're not saying anything specific about what their future plans are, but they are pretty clear that they are not done adding to the park. Um, I also spoke to Pete Owens. He is the VP of Public Relations at Dollywood, one of the absolute best in the business when it comes to public relations. He talked about working with Dolly on a project like this. What is it like to work with her and just how involved is she? And again, talking about what kind of rides do they want to add in the future? Are they kind of settled with where they're at as it comes to thrill rides or what could they possibly be missing at Dollywood? Take a listen. Well, I mean, literally hundreds of people have touched this. And, you know, you start with Dolly. I mean, she's the dreamer in chief. We take inspiration and ideas and all of those things from her. You know, when you've got, um, you know, a partner in this business, an owner of Dollywood that, you know, has copyrighted more than 3,000 songs, that's a pretty rich catalog of, of things to, uh, to be able to draw from. And then her childhood memories and all those things that, you know, she brings in. She's a consummate storyteller. So it is, and it's for her, it's about storytelling. And so we started to land on these ideas of when she was a kid, what she would experience and what she dreamed about and started to land on the, you know, I used to dream that I could fly on the back of, on the wings of a bird or a butterfly or a dragonfly, or I would go off and chase a butterfly somewhere so that I could, you know, get out of the mountains mm -hmm. and I could go chase my dreams. And the funny thing is that once she was able to do that at 18, uh, she wanted to come home. Right. And so this really is kind of a manifestation of those dreams. So you have a lot of very fanciful dream um, sourced rides, Dragonflyer, the Vacoma suspended coaster we have, you know, even the, even the Mad Mockingbirds, the Larson flying scooters that we have, you know, very stylized uh, for the land but really follows through that storyline. And then you've got the Wildwood Tree. And Dolly's talked for years about heart songs. So she feels that most things in her life have always happened on God's time. And it's an opportunity for her to share her gift through her heart songs. And that's where the Wildwood Tree starts. The story is about Rebecca that chases a butterfly around and ends up hearing music on the wind sees this amazing tree, places her hands on the tree, and she hears her heart song. And that's Dolly. I mean, that's really what that is. Uh, that's where that comes from. 
and this is an invented here tree. Mm -hmm. There's not another one like it in the world. Uh, it's a it's kind of a mashup of technology that we brought in some amazing vendors to be able to accomplish what the thought process was, and we're going to be telling some really really cool Smoky Mountain stories at night through music. Uh, narration from uh, Dolly and through the amazing light effects that we're able to do with these more than 650 illuminated butterflies that are all over the Wildwood tree. And I talked to some other people in the industry, not from Dollywood, and they're all watching this to see this tree because the lighting package on it, the lighting that's used, I think, in the butterflies, Correct. everyone's like, this is something that's new. It's not cheap, and we want to see how it turns out. And i got to say, being here last night, you have to be just absolutely blown away with the way it has turned out. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, you know, so you think about the fact that, and not to get too technical. Yeah, you can but, This is know, the place to do that. So, right? so, I mean, the deal is you've got these butterflies are about two and a half feet across. They're, you know, Lexan or plastic mm -hmm. that are, you know, so you have a baked-in color but they're full of DMX controlled LEDs and everything runs through a show control system. Wow. This is like rock concert stuff. Yeah, and so you're able to, literally we're able to animate a show through the butterflies and those and then augmented lighting, whether it's traditional lighting through you know, lights you know, with gobos and moving lights and things like that, or um, you know, other augmented lighting that we have and it just really helps tell the stories that we want to tell. Um, there are four right now. So we'll start with uh, origin story. So the Wildwood Grove origin story. There, then there's a nighttime in the grove. And that talks about the animals and the Smokies. Uh, and then there will be one for fall that's autumn in the grove. And then there's one for winter in the Grove. Do you feel, speaking, we're right here uh, by some of the coasters. Do you have some of the lightning rods, one of my favorite rides in the world. Uh, really high intensity. You've got some two great family coasters now, which are great entry-level coasters for kids. Do you feel like, as far as the roller coasters go, that you're kind of where you need to be thrill-wise? Do you feel like you're lacking something that is, is bigger and even better? Or do you feel like this is good for Dollywood and then the family stuff is really where we need to focus? Well, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a balance. So, um, you know, I think um, the park has, we do have a really nice mix of coasters right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we tend to be um, a company that likes to go look for innovative product. So let's see what's out there as things that are coming down the pike. Uh, I think that most of us would like to see some indoor attractions mm -hmm. so that we, we run a very extended season. I mean, I think that as we become an even larger destination with, you know, as we continue to expand our resort product and the cabins product and everything else we're doing, you know, eventually I think we're going to try to get to, a, you know, I mean, the dream would be a year-round attraction. Yeah. So you would need additional indoor capacity for those kind of things. Um, but then additionally, um, you know, it is family attractions. Right. It's things that the family can ride together. And that's really what the selection was here, was to try to find things that the family could do together. We've done that pretty effectively as we've gone through and have, you know, you build Fire Chaser, which is really a first ride coaster, but then you put a play area that's next to it for a little brother or sister that's there. Mm -hmm. Same goes with next to Thunderhead, we've got Whistlepunk Chaser, which is, you know, you go from a 48-inch uh, height requirement to, you know, basically walking age, 
and then we've got lumberjack lifts that you know is about a 42 inch height requirement so that you keep the family together in zones yeah so that it's not a deal where you know you hit the gate and the teens in your family run off one way and the kids run off somewhere else so our mom and dad are pushing a stroller somewhere else we want to try to keep the family together and that's really honestly what you know, I mean, the vision of Hershey Family Entertainment and, and Ergo Dollywood is to bring families closer together. And we do that at Dollywood by making memories worth repeating. And all of those things factor into the decisions we make for product and those decisions that we make for uh, um, how we're going to execute our, our brand. So again, Dollywood is just a special place. Um, I didn't go down there for the first time until just a few years ago. And I guess I always, when I heard the word Dollywood, I always pictured it was going to be some kind of weird shrine to Dolly Parton, like a Graceland, Dolly Parton version of Graceland or something. I wasn't ever quite sure what it was. And thankfully, some of my enthusiast friends said, no, you have to go there. It is a very special place. And it is. Um... Again, it's all themed on the messages in Dolly's music. It's a definite, I would say, definite, definite must visit if you're a theme park person. Put it on your list. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast still, you're definitely a theme park person. I, pre- I appreciate you sticking around this long. And I want to tell you, I've loved reading all of your emails, your tweets, your Facebook messages, your Instagram messages. And I am going to get to those in the next episode. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to follow me, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm all just Marcus Lashock at Marcus Lashock on all of those things. MarcusLashock.com. That's my website where you can go click submit your story. Some of you have done that and sent me uh, messages through there. Click the submit your story button at the top. Fill out the form that goes right into my pocket, buzzes my phone right away, and I read every single one of those. So please uh, hit me up there. WGNTV.com slash coasting is where all of this lives. That's where you should bookmark. You want to see past episodes of the podcast. Um, everything, videos, all my TV segments, all that good stuff. That's where you should be for that. And uh, so, yeah, next week, as I said, I'm going to catch up on your comments. We, there's so much theme park news we haven't gotten to, too. So we're going to break down some of the latest news. And I'm going to respond to your comments, read some of your messages. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And don't forget to post a review on Apple Podcasts as well. You can subscribe to me there. Leave a review. Leave a five-star rating. If you didn't uh, like it, five stars, then... Uh, you can leave whatever rating you want. I don't care. But I just hope that if you're listening this far into the podcast, you're a fan, right? I hope. So go ahead and check me out there. Don't forget to subscribe. I appreciate each and every one of you. This has been fun for me so far. And this was a real cool life event. And I'm really glad to share it with you. And I appreciate each and every one of you listening. But for now, I want you to push down and pull up on your lap bars. I'm Marcus Lashak. See you next time. <laughs>